0: And in the famous words of a very well-known coon hunter, we doggies, it's <laughs> Saturday morning. You're off. A lot of you are. Some of you aren't. might get a chance to get out there and fish on this National Clam Chowder Day. Now, are you a fan of clam chowder? I got to tell you, I'm really not. Uh, we went to one of our Cajun invasion trips in Alaska, and we did some clam digging on the beach and didn't know what to do with them. and... Uh, One of the ladies at the lodge had a recipe for clam chowder. And uh, on a cold day, it's not real bad, but with all the seafood we got on the Gulf Coast, uh, clams are not real high on my list. In fact, I even went to the trouble of shipping some of them over here thinking in the shell, thinking, well, maybe I can do something like we do with oysters, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, oysters grilled, oysters grilled clams, eh, didn't really work. So much for National Clam Chow today. If you are a fan, let me know. 504-260-1870 is our text line. I, I returned early this week from the chilly Tennessee hills and was welcome back here to the Gulf Coast Muggies, which we're dealing with now. A little unusually warm for February. Got to tell you, up there in uh, around Knoxville area, it's very hilly. It's got a couple mountains around there. Some beautiful open woods this time of the year when all the leaves on the trees are down. Well, that was where we're going to do the first of three road shows. Two more coming up in March to tell you about one in Mandeville at Marsh and Bayou, and another at Scotts Marine in Alberta, Alabama. We'll have a lot more details on those. We also have our live reports from our field reporters. They're all over the coast, just waiting to help you find fish, check on bait availability, the weather conditions, and everything you need to know before you head out there. Still have some late season hunting on the calendar, even though this summer-like weather. Really not the best for hunting. I do have a quail hunt planned at Crane Creek Shooting Preserve in Poplarville, Mississippi. You gotta say that real low because if Smokey hears that, she'll get all excited. Anyway, have you seen this week's season ten Bayou Wild TV episode, A Ducky Day? It's getting some rave reviews. We'll preview it and some other upcoming shows. We're working on a new episode next week entitled "Why Can't I Catch Crappie or Sockeye?" Got more coming up on that, on what you'll learn if you happen to tune in that week. We also have a Louisiana Supreme Court decision. I think this is very significant. It's on that high-profile case of Rodney Wagley and Wetlands Trespassing. It could lead to some legislation to prevent what Rodney went through to keep from happening to you. We'll talk to Daryl Carpenter more about that. And do you use trail cams? Well, I do. We have a story this morning of how a Hunter's food plot camera helped get confessions to hunter harassment from a, quote, lady and two gentlemen in St. Mary Parish. They're this week's bad boy and girl of the outdoors. We also welcome your reports, your comments, your questions, 504-260-1870. That's our instant in-studio text board comes right in here the studio. We love to hear from you. Looking at your coastal marine forecast, if you're headed out, it is a go day for sure. South winds, 5 knots, 2 to 3 foot if you're going offshore for those tuna and wahoo and swordfish. Uh, for the interior lakes and bays, a light southeast wind, only 5 knots and some smooth conditions. Got about a foot tide range. That's not too bad. Mississippi River is a little over 9 and holding steady and that is certainly going to change. It's time for the Mississippi River. The old muddy Mississippi comes up this time of the year. All right, we're going to be back to talk to Robbie Campo. He's over at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach, one of the launch pads to some great fishing. We'll find out how the fishermen did this week and what the prospects are for this weekend. We'll be right back with that after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we're going to check out what's happening down at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. We talked to Robbie Campo. And, Robbie, I had some spies operating out of your marina this week, and they told me the reds were very active with this little warm-up. Trout kind of spotty here and there, but the water temperature's rising. It's getting into the 70s now, so should have some good fish action real soon. Uh, Fog conditions. Have you got any? I've been looking, and I can't find any place that's got any fog problems.
1: Well, uh, Don, funny you say that because Muro, when you're driving down this morning, there's, there's some patchy fog on, on uh, in Miro by the cow pasture and in Violet, and there's some on a four-lane highway on LA 46 coming down. But down here, it's it's pretty clear down here. Um, you know, I don't, I could see, I could see the lake, I could see everything going on out here. You know, so uh, pretty, you know, you can see all the camps. <laughs> For the last week, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face just about. But you are right. The uh, redfish are starting to bite. They caught some right here within sea and distance of Campus Marina going up the ship channel here. They did very well yesterday. Actually, the last past couple days, um, uh, they did good on both sides of the dam down here by Hopedale. Uh, you know, they caught some fish out by the long rocks. Now, this is the guys who had live shrimp. Um, you know, they, they found some, I think, uh, Sweetwater Marina has some, um, we do not have any yet. Uh, we, we still on dead bait only here, but, uh, if you can find some live shrimp, live shrimp is, is the ticket. I'm telling you, um, these guys said they would bite well, they, they would eat the shrimp and they wouldn't bite nothing else in a box, uh, in a, in a tackle box. I mean, nothing, just, they wanted live shrimp. So if you could find some good if you can't well <laughs> you're gonna have to tip it with some dead bait that's the next best thing that's the only thing that's been working besides that up in the marsh in the interior marsh in the blocky marsh here like uh around st marlo and uh, by mussolini and you know and behind the dams back here they've been uh, uh behind bayou suey they've been catching they've been catching pretty good there they've been getting uh, some freshwater catfish along with it so the fishing hasn't been all that bad don it's it, it's been pretty good One thing I can tell you, if we got any ladies coming out today, don't wear short pants. I know it's 70 degrees, everybody wants to get in shorts, and it's it's really nice out, but um, you don't want to be in short pants right now. The gnats are getting bad. This is the worst time of the year for me. I hate being out here this time of the year because it's 70 degrees, kind of damp conditions, and it's the, the, the perfect recipe for gnats. So if you la you sham a romance or you or whatever you like, make sure you have it. Because <clears throat> the Nats are they showed up yesterday pretty bad and they were pretty and I and I'm thinking this morning soon as soon as as soon as it gets a little a little daylight they're gonna be bad here again. So make sure you have that stuff with you or not. We we sell we sell a, a product here from uh, from WeCam, the makers of uh Booyah Boat soaps. We have uh some bug spray here, but wear clothes people it's i know it's you want to be in short pants and you want to be all you know um you know muscle shirts and everything but it's not just time that time yet trust me
0: Yeah, those flying teeth can really ruin your day and make for a bad trip. And I've known people that have actually gotten sick from them that have reactions to them. Uh, Whatever they use, Robbie, whether it's Amber Romance or the Booyah stuff or whatever, take it with you on the boat because it's not something that you apply once like sunscreen and and forget about it. It's going to wear off as as the day goes on, and you're going to need to reapply it continuously to keep those little buggers away from you because they will ruin your day.
1: Absolutely. And, Don, we have our newest addition to our place here. Um, uh, a buddy of mine opened up a food trailer on our lot, so if you're coming down, come see Kiwi's on the Bayou. Dale and Samantha Belsom are open, and they're doing their breakfast biscuits this morning. And uh, they they have a menu here for, so, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, um, and, and they opened up, and they got a pile of people over there right now buying breakfast biscuits this morning. So if you're headed down to St. Bernard and – You want to save a little bit of money, you don't have to stop McDonald's because McDonald's is getting expensive. Come on down, and you could buy right here. It's cheaper than than Mickey D's. So come on down and check them out.
0: I'm glad to hear that. You know, that's really a welcome addition down there because, I mean, once you get down there, there's really not much in the way of food, and, and I know what everything you got going on. The last thing on your mind is opening a restaurant. So a food truck, are they going to be there seven days a week or just weekends?
1: Uh, well they're gonna start it out on uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and um um I think as the summer gets closer, um they're gonna add some more days in here. They just testing the waters right now, so but I, I think, you know, like I said, Don there's nothing down here, so you know these these uh these beautiful people wanted to put this thing here and I said, Hey man, go for it. They spent a the fortune on getting this thing done and uh they really they're really, really good people and Come on and check them out, and they, she, man, she's a terrific cook. So um, we we were sampling it last night. So come on down and try it out.
0: You know, I remember we were we were fishing uh, with some of the Saints football players one time, and I forget which one it was, but he made the comment. He was from out of town, and he said, "You know, this truck food here in Louisiana is better than some of the finest restaurants back home." You know,
1: and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely correct, Don. So, yeah, but like I said, it's been needed down here for a long time. We finally got it going, and it was a, it, you know, the permit process is, oh my God, the hoops you got to jump through to get to get this thing going. But <clears throat> it's here and it's open for business. So, and uh, I think it's going to do okay. So, uh, you know, if everybody supports it that comes here. I mean, I, I think it'll do well.
0: Well, why don't you sample some of the items and give us some reports week to week? Give us some of your recommendations.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I did right. last night. I know. I know the the breakfast biscuit is 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 pretty good. So, you know, uh, that's what we that's what we sampled last night. So, but I'll, I'll keep you updated on that, Don. I promise you.
0: Sounds good, Robin. Take care, my friend. All we'll right, see you buddy. next week.
1: Okay, Robbie. buddy. Bye, bye.
0: All righty, Robbie Campo down at Campo's We're in Shell Beach with a food truck in the parking lot. Boy, that's nice. They're going to draw a crowd. All right, we come back after this, going to get to some of your text messages, got some calendar items to tell you about, all that stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. We do it for two hours, been doing it for almost 35 years right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, taking a look at our text message board, we got some of our regulars checking in. The River Rat, he's driving over to Alabama. Boy, Alabama's popular this morning. We're hearing from Ed over in Wilmer. He's giving us a little bit of a fishing report. says the water's high in the Mobile Delta north of the causeway. The specks are in the lower Mobile Bay Rivers, and he's waiting on turkey season. Aren't we all, Ed? Turkey season's a great reason why to keep on living. That's all i got to tell you. All right, <clears throat> we also have another Alabama. Backstrap stacker, he's checking in from Mobile. He's headed out for some of those plentiful sheephead in the Mississippi Sound. Y'all have a good day. Should have a good day for it. Should be nice and calm out there. And we're hearing from another regular, Dixie George, uh, closing out another successful hunting season, had great times, good people, unbelievable food, and everyone was safe. Well, that's about all you can ask for, Dixie. Got JT in Varnado, He lived in upstate New York a few lifetimes ago. <laughs> I miss the fresh clams and clam chowder from up there. Yeah, people who are into that really like it. It's uh, I kind of enjoy it, but it's not one of my favorites, I can tell you that. Uh, Here's another comment on the clam chowder, as this is National Clam Chowder Day. And it says, Manhattan clam chowder is the only kind I like. Look it up. It's tomato-based, no cream. My brother Branch loves it. I just made it last week. Now, tomato-based clam chowder, yeah, that probably would be improvement. I could go for that. And we're hearing from Justin, who is in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He enjoyed Bayou Wild TV this morning. He watches our... Uh, Channel 54, my 54 broadcast in New Orleans uh, early on Saturday mornings, just before this show, as a matter of fact. Uh, he said, the cooking segment made his mouth water, and now I know what Captain Ryan Lambert looks like. Pretty disappointing, huh? He's pretty rough looking, and <laughs> And as far as making your mouth water, what he's talking about, not only did we do a, a, a ducky day duck hunt, but the super sports chick, Sarah Giles, and my co-host Martha Spencer, uh, they worked together to produce a recipe called Wood Ducks in Hunter's Wine Sauce. Sarah's daddy taught it, and it's a pretty simple recipe, but he's right. Justin's right. It does get your mouth to water. All right, here's one that says, good morning, Don. Wanted to let you know, Carnarvon Bass Trail is having the second of six events next Saturday, March 4th. Uh, teams or singles, there's a five-fish limit. You fish from safe light to 330. It's at the Delacro Corporation launch in Carnarvon, uh, the top three teams last month were over 15 pounds, and the winners had just under 17. Pretty respectable. Uh, fishery is looking really good for the spring and summer. Uh, if you want information on that, go to C bass Trail. That's the letter C, basstrail.net, or you can find them on Facebook. That's for that uh, Carnarvon Bass Trail. Got some good fishing, good bass fishing down there. All right, uh, also some more uh, items on the calendar that are coming up uh, next weekend. Uh, you might remember we talked to Derek Poor with Troops and Tusk. That's the benefit uh, tournament. It's the fourth annual, where teams go out and hunt feral hogs. Uh, do a, a double duty. They provide some good protein for the, the misfortunate, and also they uh, help eradicate an invasive species. It's going to be at the weigh-in. Will be at St. Mary's Seafood at Syprimore Point and the awards will be on March 5th. That will be at Don's Boat Landing in Erath. If you want more information, just look it up. It's Troops and Tusk. And if you want Derek's phone number, just text me, and I'll, I'll send it back to you. Uh, let's see. We also have, oh, same thing, next weekend, 3rd and 4th, uh, the big uh, CCA convention. Uh, they're going to have their 40-year museum, special awards luncheon, Hall of Fame inductions, and that is going to include a, 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 a fellow who is a good friend of mine, Captain Sam Barbaro, will be posthumously uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame, as will uh, Kirk Levine, Snoop Roth, Kirk Sieber, Johnny Sauer, and John and Carolyn Walther, Phil Witter. All of those folks will be in the CCA Hall of Fame. Uh, this is they got a wine tasting. Uh, they got an LSU baseball game, Sporting Clays shoot, and uh, the 2023 chapter cook-off, which is all really popular uh this is going to be uh let's see uh was it at the uh i'm gonna have to check on that and find out which hotel i think it was at the hilton anyway uh we'll we'll check that out if somebody's listening and has the, the location of it you can find out where it's going to be on ccalouisiana.com uh yeah it's at the hilton that's where it is in baton rouge i see it on there now Okay, we got that going on. Then uh, the annual Beast Feast uh, for Archbishop Rommel alumni. But it's not just open alumni. Anyone can go. And every spring, the Beast Feast attracts about 1,000 hungry Raider alumni, friends, families to the campus to enjoy local cuisine. They've got everything there from nutria tacos and wild boar to bacon-wrapped quail and grilled redfish. A lot of great dishes, uh, raffles, door prizes, and it's a whole lot of fun. If you want to get your tickets in advance, go to rummelraiders.com. It's going to be Wednesday, March 8th at 5.30 p.m. Great little evening. Get to go out, don't have to cook, at the Rummel campus on Severn Avenue. That is in Metairie. And uh, the first of our uh, two broadcasts that we'll be doing on the road, we're going to go to Martian Bayou's location in Mandeville. Uh, that they're expanding the store and they're having a grand opening of the expansion. They're going to have a lot of discounts. Uh, they're going to have some food. We'll have some donuts and coffee during the show. We're going to be doing the show live there. I'll be hanging around for a while. Mr. Green, Forest Green, a uh, famous fisherman down around the Lacombe area will be there. Chaz Champagne with his Matrix Baits. And Chef Philippe's going to be there with his new book. He's going to be doing a book signing. You might recall we spoke to him last week. Uh, he is the author of can't beat them eat them identifying 40 invasive species and recipes for each you can get your copy there and come meet chef philippe that's going to be march 18th on a saturday and then we also have another one coming up in Alabama, and I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. All right, text message you uh, welcome, 504-260-1870. Put it in your phone so you can send us a message each week. We come back after this, we'll get back to some of those text messages and some more events that are coming up. We love to keep you informed. That's what we do on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're talking fishing, we're talking hunting, we're talking clam chowder on National Clam Chowder Day. Had a couple people who really like it. Have you tried it, or is it something on your regular menu? Let us know, 504-260-1870. Uh, we got our regular, the worm, checking in, and also we got this one that says, Hi, Captain Bryce Evers here with Downtown Guide Services. Just wondering if you were going to speak on the event coming up at Now, this has got to be a a talk to text, because it came out as Martian Value, (laughs) and it's Marsh and Bayou is the name of the publication that's been around for a number of years, and it's also the retail store located in Mandeville. Uh, Yes, I will be there on March 18th, and you look forward to seeing me there. I I don't know, I don't think I'll be doing a, a special speaking presentation at any time, but I'll be there after the show and um, greet and meet people, love to talk to some of our listeners coming in there and uh, helping you select and make some good selections. They're going to have some really good buys there. All right, then we have our other uh, on-the-road show coming up on Saturday, March 25th. That's going to be at Scott's Marine Highway 98 in Alberta, Alabama. And when I come back from this station identification pause, I'll tell you what's going to be going on there. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, don't get to, to broadcast from Alabama very often. It's been a while since I've done that, but I'll be glad to go back. We're going to be at Scott's Marine. It's on Highway 98 in Alberta, Alabama. And uh, Lucio Orfanello is the owner there, and uh, he's a Yamaha Mercury dealer. Uh, he's going to have specials on uh, introductory boat prices on trackers, Regency, Tracker, Nitro Performance, Mako Boats, Tahoe, He's also got some of those tracker off road side by sides for you, turkey hunters and deer hunters, four wheelers, uh, pretty much a full service uh, transportation by land or by sea. And they've just uh, expanded and got a new showroom, expanded their parts and service department. And to celebrate that, he's having an open house uh, Wednesday, March 22nd through the 25th. That's when we'll be there. There's going to be free food, some door prizes. I'll have some surprise prizes to give away there, too. Tracker, by the way, is going to be offering a $1,000 free gift card with the purchase of certain models, and Nitro Boats is also having a free $1,000 gift card. That offer ends March 31st, so if you're in the market for a boat, uh, come by and see us at the Open House Boat Show. That's going to be Saturday, March 25th, Scotts Marine Highway 98 in Alberta. All right, we are... Got that comment in from Justin about uh, the uh, show, the Bayou Wild episode called A Ducky Day in Burist. That's what's airing this week. It's uh, season 10. We have some new shows and looking ahead, giving you some previews. Uh, next week, we'll have Island Adventure to Remember. It's one of those hunt of a lifetime with a, uh, a youngster. And uh, he had a great time, and he was successful, and uh, he, he was just overjoyed. Although he, he wasn't real receptive to the blooding ritual that we attempted. You'll see that on, on the show. Uh, then the following week, Cajun escargot. Uh, apple snails, the invasive species, yes, they are edible. Chef Philippe is going to be there to show you about that. We also made a trip out to Rockefeller Wildlife Refuge, um, Boy, they was chock-a-block with ducks, and they, they showed us some of the, the, the restoration there of the coast, and they're doing a great job on that end of the state as far as preserving some of the shoreline there. And then the week after that, it'll be the 150th episode of Bayou We'll take a look back at the previous 149 shows that we have done. Chris LeCock, our producer, editor, and co-host Martha Spencer, and uh, I think you'll enjoy that. And then uh, we'll have another one coming up, deer stewardship. If you think you knew about deer management, wait till you hear from Timmy and Christine. Uh, they have gone through a stewardship cost on deer management and got some really interesting new perspectives on managing deer. All right, uh, let's see. We got this one says, good morning. Had Louisiana dreams last night. Woke up missing the bayous and the oaks. Felt sad until I tuned in, so thank you. Uh, where are you? And let's see, we got uh, uh, some St. Bernard, a Robbie from St. Bernard. I don't think this is a Robbie Campbell. Any word on the size and limit on the speckle trout? Well, the situation on the speckle trout the legislature shot down the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries proposal to go to 13 and a half inches with a reduced creel of 15. So for now, and the commission is meeting next Thursday, and they're going to give a report on what went down at the legislature, how they were shot down and sent back to the drawing board. So for now, 12-inch minimum, 25 fish per person, except out west where the limit is lower. But for most of Louisiana, it's sticking until another plan comes up. And a couple of weeks ago, if you missed it, fellow, uh, I'm going to call it the Hall plan. Rudy Hall came up with what I think is a very workable solution to managing speckled trout that will make a lot of people happy, including the legislators. And when we get some time, we'll go over that again. Anyway, thanks for the text, Robbie. We appreciate it. Here's one that says clams and scallops. Might use them for bait. I'd rather eat nutria. Okay. Yeah, well. Tell us how you really feel. Coming back after this, we're going to check in with Mitch Juricich. She's down at the Delta Marina. They know something about oysters. They don't serve clams, but they got a lot of good seafood at the Ponderosa restaurant. And we'll get a fishing report for you if you're going to be fishing over there, anywhere from the west side of the Plaquemines Parish downriver all the way over to Lafitte. they got fishermen heading out that way and giving some reports, and we'll pass them along. We'll be back to do it right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're uh, having a little trouble getting a hold of Mitch. He's probably uh, launching boats or dipping shrimp or something like that. And if we get him, we'll pass his report along. But uh, while we've got some time, uh, I wanted to go over that trout regulation alternative. Uh, this is, is developed a, a concept that really isn't enforced by a fisherman named Rudy Hall, been fishing I think he told me almost 60 years in Louisiana for speckled trout, and here's what he came up with. He would allow fishermen uh, an alternative, a choice, to go with 12-inch fish, which would co- bring about a 10-fish limit in order to achieve that 20% escapement rate, or the boat, and every one of the boats got to choose the same regulation, could go with a bigger trout, a 14-inch size, and they could keep up to 20 fish. So... You know, I, I tried to find some ways where this would not work, whether it would not be enforceable, but really it, it's, it's pretty easy. And we had some people that commented that, yeah, they start off keeping the 12s and then they get into some bigger fish and they throw the 12s over the side. And, well, you know, if people want to cheat and aren't really concerned about conservation, they're going to do that anyway. you got to just allow for that. But I think, uh, you know, this, either one of those achieves that 20% uh, reduction in the harvest and will ensure, you know, whichever they want, if you want smaller fish, you can keep 10. If you want bigger fish, you can keep 20, and either of those will work. I, it ha- I don't know if this is going to come up at the commission meeting. I believe Rudy told me he did talk to uh, Jason Adrians, who is uh, handling the speckle trout regulations and. Uh, maybe it'll be presented to the commission, and if they adopt it, it'll go before the legislature, and it, it might just fly. What do you think about it? Would you be happy for your boat to be able to catch 12-inch trout like we're doing now, but have to reduce it down to 10 per person? And still, you got three or four people on the boat. That's a lot of fish. Or if you uh, limit yourself to a 14-inch minimum, then you could go up to, to 20. But everybody in the boat's got to do the same thing. That's the way it works. Let me know what you think, 504. Two six zero one eight seventy. 1870 Here's another one checking in. Let's see. Somebody, uh, it's Bro James in Hammond. He's headed white perch hunting this morning. Not sure of the hunting ground yet. Uh, he's too rednecked to spell soccer. He did a pretty good job, Bro James. Uh, I think you, you're actually on target with him. All right, we got John Terrebone. He's our contact with the Convent Hunting Club. They're leaving Prairieville en route to the dog pens. They're down to the last week. It's been a long season full of hot and cold days. The hounds are streamlined athletes and they're quite fast. They run the catch, and boy, do they catch. Nothing wrong with saving a few shells. Good luck to everyone in the outdoors. Well, be careful with those dogs. I hope you got plenty of water around where you're hunting because uh, they will get warmed up on a day like today. Uh, let's see. We got this one. Didn't want to be left out from the other Alabama <laughs> regulars. David Hubble checking in. He's hoping to make it on, to the, on the 25th in Alberta. Uh, yeah, I'll be there after the show for sure. I, I got something that night, but I'll be there probably around until lunchtime. Uh, he says that's also the date of the famous Alberta Sausage Festival, so you're sure to get a good crowd that day. Uh, that might be neat. Uh, didn't know about that, the Sausage Festival. David Key, Hubble's hearth, uh, maker, a purveyor of uh, some real fine jellies, and I think he's the, the self-appointed mirliton expert of the Gulf Coast. All right, speaking of food, Hunters for the Hungry is now announcing they have added hogs to their game program. Yeah, they've always had it, but they had, had a problem with getting it inspected. They can accept feral hogs now, but it has to go to one of their processes. But you don't pay for the processing. Hunt for the Hungry picks up the cost of that. And we're going to have Julie Grunwald, the director of Hunters for the Hungry, she's going to be a guest on the show next week and talk more about the program and where some of these processes are and how you can participate in it but she told me that they process close to 400 hogs and the result was eight thousand seven hundred pounds now i'm not a great mathematician but i think that's more than four tons of of protein going to the needy pretty good cause and the other part of that is feral hogs cause a lot of damage to agriculture They, they tear up feeders they compete with some of our uh, natural uh, animal life. $76 million is what the estimated cost is that they do to wildlife and agriculture. And we get to feed the hungry with some pretty good food. So if you want to participate and find out where a processor is that participates, some of these processors will do even the skinning. Other ones, want one it quartered. you need to talk to them before you bring it and find out what kind of condition they will accept it in but it's h the number 4 hla.org that's h4hla.org and you'll get some more of the information that you need all right uh 504-260-1870 that's our text line we're talking about a lot of things this morning you got a fishing report to pass along love to hear from if you've had one that's been successful i've got a trip scheduled monday with the crappie psychic and our field reporter, Jeff Brule, if the weather holds out, we're going after some of those white perch, if you want to call them that, soccer lace on the Cajun side, and uh, crappie all over the rest of the country. And we're going to be filming a Bayou Wild episode. Oh, don't forget, 25th of March, City Park, the Big Bass Rodeo, it is the oldest freshwater fishing tournament in the country. And they've got a fish which is kind of a party with exhibits, raffles, Mardi Gras toss of baits, and Boats on the Bayou is sponsored by Massey's Outfitters. You can put your kayak in and fish over there in Bayou St. John. And there's a student angler fishing tournament, which is separate from the regular categories, called Battle for the Bass, and that's sponsored by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, if you want more information, there's a, go to City Park's website. That's neworleanscitypark.org. I'll tell you what, pretty respectable bass, and a lot of those cichlid Rio Grande perch come out of those lagoons all right coming back after this we're going to talk to darrell carpenter about a louisiana supreme court decision that could lead to legislation which could eliminate a lot of citations for fishermen and people who are boating that get written up for trespassing on some questionable posted land back with captain darrell to talk about that right after this time out you're listening to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network And we're joined by Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. And Darrell has designated his time to talk about a very important issue, uh, a Supreme Court decision uh, regarding Rod Wagley, who was uh, cited for trespassing. Darrell, if you would, we've had a problem with this. Uh, People are afraid to go out not knowing whether their trespassing places are not properly signed. In a lot of cases, it's very questionable whether it's actually private or public waters. Uh, People are afraid to access these areas. And when they do, in a lot of cases, uh, sheriff's water patrols, maybe some private armed security personnel approach them and aren't very nice, tell them to get out of Dodge, take pictures of their boat, and threaten to sue them. In some cases, they take them to court. Uh, this has been an ongoing problem to where some of the bigger fishing tournaments, including BASS, some redfish tournaments, they, they don't even want to come to Louisiana anymore for fear that their contestants will be cited and ticketed. You've been uh, at the forefront of this fight along with, uh, you know, the, 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 the coalition that's working to get this thing reversed. This Tell us about the Rodney Wagley case, and then we'll talk about House Bill 4 that may be the result of this.
2: Well, Rodney Wagley was, he was fishing off of a little area off of the intercoastal canal. Uh, Once again, as has happened before, he was approached. uh, Guy claimed ownership of the water. Rodney basically said, no, I'm not leaving. You know, I've got to stay on my ground at some point. And uh, Rodney was then charged by the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office with trespassing. Um, He went to court in Terrebonne Parish. And as would be expected in a you know small town home parish court, he was found guilty. So Rodney and his attorney immediately turned around and appealed it to the Louisiana First Circuit Court of Appeal, who caused even maybe a little bit more confusion. But they went they threw it out. Um, they threw out the trespassing conviction. Basically said that the elements of trespass were not met. Uh, they issued what they call a summary opinion. So it was what three sentences. Um, instead of letting it lay there and what the kind of the impetus for this bill is the Terrebonne Parish DA took a regular working Joe and said, well, I hope you got money to pay your attorney because we're appealing it to the Supreme court. Uh, The Louisiana Supreme court uh, looked at it and decided not to hear it. In other words, they upheld the, the, by not hearing it by default, they upheld the lower court's decision. So basically, Carebone Parish cost a lot of expense to go through all of this, but they lost. Rodney's a free man. And we had uh we had fundraisers here and we announced it on your radio station that uh was a great help to help defer Rodney's legal expense. So that kind of led into this bill, uh, Representative Bacala, H B four. He watched what happened to one of his constituents and how he was drugged, you know, through the court system and without some support, very well could have have bankrupted him, you know. So Representative Bakla seeing that this is such a gray area and it's questionable, these charges, he has come forward with a bill this year that would eliminate the charge of trespassing if you're on flowing water.
0: All right. Now that's where the rub, I think, is going to come in, the definition of running or flowing water. Uh, There's contention by the landowners that, you know, it's their land, even if there is Uh, water that the tidal flow goes in and out, whether the natural resources, which belong to the people of the state, go in there. And they want to deny access to harvest a public resource by saying that the land is or the waters are posted. Uh, What is it going to take to get this
2: this through, you think? Well, I suspect, Don, that, you know, when a bill is filed, uh, you get the preliminary language that basically sets the tone for the bill. But as it goes through committees and sessions and everything else, there are amendments and changes to the bill. And I agree with you, and I I suspect that there is going to be some language added and are tweaked that's going to help define this, you know, if you're on waters. Basically, I believe it's, you know, I mean, the simplest thing is if you launched at a public launch and you reached it by boat without crossing land, it's running water. Um, What is it going to take? to get it progress you know progress through it's going to take involvement from the people because you know you are fighting a lot of big money you're fighting a lot of campaign contributions but a campaign you know a campaign contribution can finance a campaign but if they even live in the state of louisiana they can only pull a lever once so the the one thing more important to a politician is how many levers get pulled as opposed to how many checks get ridden so um it's going to take people to, to listen and get involved. I know it's been a long fight. We're working on, what, seven years? We're making headway every every step we take. Uh, it's just going to take people getting involved and standing behind this, this bill.
0: Darrell, I want you to stay with me through the break. When we come back, I want you to talk about some examples of what people are being caught up in. I know you've had some dealings with it. And, uh, again, we'll get people familiar with what this bill is going to be and if they want to add their support for it. We'll let them uh, know how to do that. We'll be right back after this timeout. It's our little break at the top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Daryl Carpenter. If you have been cited for trespassing on the water and you feel like it was uh, not legal, but yet rather than fight it, you paid the ticket, I'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. We're back right after this.